Welcome back to BSR, where we get our friends to talk about stuff no one else would have brought up. This time, we're jumping back into our Nostalgia Series review of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie. Make sure to check out part one and the warm-up so you're up to speed on the conversation. Or if you think understanding things is bogus, put the show on shuffle and connect clues using a TV detective conspiracy board with pens and string. As usual, we use spoilers and profanity. This shouldn't be a surprise unless we lost you with the whole pens and string thing. And as always, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Anywho, <laughs> we were just talking about Casey Jones <laughs> and how the guy just randomly beats people who uh-huh. he doesn't know. He says he knows they committed a crime, but I right. mean, even if he does. So he wants to beat up these kids and Raph is a hothead, but he's not a jerk. Right. Right. So he's like, nah, I already beat up these kids. Don't beat up these kids mm-hmm. more. Maybe we shouldn't teach them by using violence. That, yeah. that seems to be a thing. Yeah. So the, the fight transfers from Casey versus random children to Casey versus random turtle. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's like, are you a punker or something when he realizes that it's not a human in front of him? Yeah. What is a punker? What's your guess on that? I think he's talking about those people that were like Sid Vicious. Well, and- it's like costuming weird makeup and body mods. Yeah. Like a freak, kind of? Yeah. yeah like, like a... a <laughs> I mean, okay. it's called like a circus wow. freak. Mohawk? Wow, okay. There you go. Mohawk. Yeah. I was doing this. Uh, a frill. His frill. <laughs> 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 it's just you know, people who go out of their way to look weirdly foreign, but not like the punk rock movement, out. but like punker. I'm gonna, yeah. pull, so, I'm gonna yeah. do a Mr. T with my hair before it all falls out. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do that. But I kept forgetting to do that when I had hair. Like when I was shaving my head, I keep wanting to make myself a faux hawk. My, and my, like, yeah, my dad's pretty adamant that my hair is gonna fall out. So I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I got yeah. to do the afro thing I was wanting to do, so it can fall out now. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but yeah, Pat would have to get a clip on now. When it starts, yes. I'm gonna be sure to do a, a BA Baracus. Nice. <laughs> <Stop> for <you. laughs> so for whatever reason, Raph just loses this fight super hard. Yeah. Well, he got kicked into a he got no a trash a can. He a got cricket. cricket. He got bat, cricket golf batted. swung into mm-hmm. a trash can. At their attempt at humor, he's like, "You yeah. got to know what a crumpet is to know crooked." Oh no! Probably the best line in the movie before that. He catches the bat being oh. swung. I'm like, "A Jose Canseco bat? <laughs> yeah. Tell me you didn't pay money for this." <laughs> it's like the best New York thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. back in the '90s, they knew Jose Canseco was a piece of garbage. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, like in case he's like offended. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, it's like, like hey. how dare you? And then he's like, "Okay, fine. It was uh, a sale. It's two for yeah, for, two for one sale." Yeah. <laughs> so he. Beats him up and he runs after him. Raph jumps over a taxi and the guy says, "What?" And he's like, what "The hell was that thing? It looked like a big turtle in a trench coat." <laughs> right? Because <laughs> you know, New York cab driver's seen everything. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Then ask him if these guys still going to Laguardia. Laguardia. Oh LaGuardia. yeah. LaGuardia. <laughs> Which I have been flown in there. I have no idea why they put that airport where it's at. Because oh. literally, if you don't hit the runway right and don't stop, you will go into Hudson Bay. <laughs> like, I was like. Why did they put this uh-huh. here? Can you know, try never to find the LaGuardia. All right. Freak you the hell you out. To know. The, you just push the throttle back up and put the flaps down, man. You go right back into the air. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, airplane words. Right, right, right. 
Correct. <laughs> so they say. But uh, yeah, so he does it. And I've never done else. it at LaGuardia, but I've done it before. It's ah, okay. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. <laughs> you run out of runway, you just go back up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He, yell, he has a rap yells damn very loudly that apparently everyone in the city can hear it. Uh-huh. I think they should have mixed it up at that point. He should have yelled like ball sack or something. Cornucopia. What the hell? That's a common one. I feel like that wouldn't have worked super well with the character. <laughs> if you were, I don't know that the turtles would know what a ball sack is. To go <laughs> That's right, because they have like cloaca. 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 The weirdest moment was when I had to explain to somebody what that was. Oh, who's that? I'm like, it, it's. It, do you really want to tell you this? Science class just calls it the combo hole. I, I did that. That's yeah. a, lot, a lot easier, but I had to explain that, and I was like. How did they miss that in science class? Uh, I don't know. Baffling. I, mm-hmm. Not paying attention? I mean. Mm. So anyways, he things. screams combo hole. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, what happens after that? That's <laughs> a, from a new question. word. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Ann. I, like, ah, I actually don't hole. remember the, the process from there because I'm, we have to uh, cut back to April yeah. at some point. Well, from there, Raph goes back. He has a heartfelt with Splinter. Splinter telling him stop being a hothead and listen to yourself and calm and blah, like, blah, blah. Like anger turned inward yeah, is an impossible ba- enemy. He, and you alone among your brothers choose to fight it alone. Yes. Basically but don't, for, don't forget that I'm here and yeah, that they're here. You got to trust your family and Yoda and whatever. And then it comes back to April getting bow bow beaten, brow brow beaten. Yeah. Okay, I got her. Uh, oh, no, actually, she is browbeating the chief of police yes, on yes. air. Uh-huh. On air. Yeah. A little aside here. Her push in her news story is that the stories of mysterious ninja assailants taking your things mm-hmm. is corroborated by a lot of Japanese Americans she's talked to yes. about something that happened a crime similar crime wave in the history of Japan. They don't really specify what time period that is, uh-huh. but a long yeah. time ago at least. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. There is no screen time devoted to this right. fact. But so, like, there's so she's been hearing from these people. There's it's something called the Foot Clan, uh-huh. the foot where ninjas clan. just steal all your shit all the time. And they that, you know, it's shit. right a weird concept. Mm-hmm. It's a ripoff of the Daredevil group, The Hand. Yes. <laughs> I'm looking at timelines here because in the overall plot, if you've followed Shredders for any reason or any kind of turtle media, you know what a Shredder is. Mm-hmm. In this story, Splinter will explain a couple times that he is from a ninja household in Japan mm-hmm. and his master escaped to America or whatever. Then like his rival for both ninja mastery and the woman they both loved came and killed her for choosing the other guy and then killed him for who knows what Be reason. Him. But mm-hmm. like, you know, in the fight, the rat cage was shattered. So Splinter, as a regular rat, jumped on this guy's face and clawed him up. Yep. And in retaliation, this guy who kills people for slights cut off a rat's ear. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that was a really precise really cut to just really be fucking specific, around. Yeah. He's like, you won't need this anymore. But and the rat knew ninjutsu, though, because he was emulating <laughs> yes, what he saw right. his master Yoshi do. Right. And then, you so know. So maybe he dodged? Well, so... <laughs> <laughs> The implication there somewhere is that like Shredder leads Rokusaki, the rival became the Shredder uh-huh. and he leads this foot clan. He trains them or trained a guy who trains them. I actually really like getting into just I'm going to infinite aside here. <laughs> 
a lot of these characters have voice actors separate from the costume actors. Like yeah. all the, all the oh, turtles yeah. have a voice actor that's not the person in the suit. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Splinter has somebody doing the movements and somebody else voicing it. And even Shredder has a voice actor and then a suit actor. Mm-hmm. And then Master Tatsu, like his second in command, that is the guy that does all the training of the teenagers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Also has a voice actor because really the actual actor did not speak enough English <laughs> to do his part. Oh, wow. So he's dubbed over in this movie. Huh. It's fun. But he starts this crime wave with the Foot Clan, and it's either a legend he knows of and decided to revive, or the original Foot Clan was also him, because he's like a ninja master in Japan, right? Yeah. Sure, yeah. Which lends me this awesome, you know, like, this is 1990. Uh-huh. You see the Shredder without his mask. We don't know how old Splinter is, but he's old, but he's also a rat. Mm-hmm. We right? don't know how aging works for rats. Like, right. You know, humanoid but, rats. But, like, you see Shredder, and he's got to be, like, mid to late 50s at the very outside. One would think, yeah. Right? Coming into Ninja Mastery and being able to organize, are we looking at like a ninja crime wave in 1950s Japan? Yeah. And, you know, every every scene of reminiscence about these ninja masters is presented as like very feudal Japan setup. But like, uh-huh. yeah, the pet rat and the guy who was there are both alive and well in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I was wondering about the time period in that, too, because it seems like flashbacks or whatever. It seemed like feudal Japan, like you said. Yeah. But then again, what a child of the 90s that lived in America knew specifics about Japanese well, historical. And not only that, but his master comes in wearing a regular construction outfit like he's got yeah. off the job site. Uh-huh. And then yeah. when he comes out wearing mm-hmm. ninja well, stuff kills him. Because they'd moved to New York by then. Yeah. And he's just a regular guy in New York. Yeah. And I also think it, it going off your infinite aside here. So the Turtles are a group of teenagers that have a charismatic master that mm-hmm. have like a sense of family. They're mm-hmm. really organized around each other. Oh, and Jesus, like they're, they're charismatic yeah. person. Yep. 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 They have rude teaches attitudes. them ninjutsu. Mm-hmm. But the foot also is a group of teenagers led by a charismatic master that teaches them ninjutsu. And they this consider is actually not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to get. <laughs> I know, me too. I really I'm, thought we were going to start talking about. 70s 80s cults well i mean we can go that direction so there there is a similarity between the foot and the turtles right yeah yeah was that intentional is probably are they trying to make a point there like the idea is that splinter really raised them as his family whereas for the shredder it's like being a family is a facade to just get what he wants so rokusaki is like okay i'll make an orphanage yeah but well he's basically like any cult leader he goes for people who are the outcasts outcasts Advantage people that he literally uh-huh. yeah. in his whole speech he literally his first speech shows you're here because the outside world rejects you and I love you you come to me and blah 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 and that, he I mean just, he doesn't say he loves them well he doesn't love them but that's basically yeah. what he's he saying he does say I am your father <laughs> I yeah know. that's don't what he's that's what he's basically Darth telling Vader them either. you know yeah. he's basically telling them or insinuating I love you I'm the only one that really loves you so you need to come here and that's what he's doing he's taking kids who are from bad families or whatever and that's just like a cult mm-hmm. leader would do yeah and like the one kid that we have any kind of background for the red head i don't even remember his name fucking danny danny right danny, danny. so he's kind of an a-hole latchkey kid like he has a home yeah so his dad seems fine he's maybe a little so angry april o'neill's boss is a little bit of a weirdo uh-huh oh yeah for sure and it keeps like, showing up at her apartment kind yeah. of weirdo mm-hmm. yeah doesn't call ahead where you live doesn't call uh-huh. ahead right 
Are yeah. they dating? I don't know. He yeah, kind of just comes in. Doesn't he come in one time? Just walks yeah. in, kicks the door down. Well, like he brings his son with him everywhere. Yeah. He's like, like hey, except daddy. when he was like, whatever. Is common, whatever. Yeah, that's a weird dynamic. And then I don't understand how he's the target for the foot because he has regular teenage problems. Yeah. Uh-huh. He just likes to steal. Uh, maybe, maybe <laughs> because his mom isn't there. So he's just some other issues that she has gone. Yeah. But like the, the boss is kind of a jerk the whole movie. He's easily manipulated. They, there's a lot of things that are kind of, I, I want to get through the plot before I pick back at these. Okay. Yeah. But a, a lot of little things here and there that are related. So she does her tearing down the police chief over mm-hmm. not following up on her frankly bizarre ass story that right, this is a exactly. repeat of an old Japanese yeah. ninja crime wave. Which just seems vaguely racist. And, and, then, yeah. and then wonders why the, the chief of police <laughs> in New York City does not take this seriously because uh-huh. that's crazy and I think these <laughs> old history well, it's, it's kind ninjas of, are doing it. It's really weird the way they take that because after the thing he demands her in his office so she talks to the camera guy like time me like this is a regular thing that yes. she always grills him for shit and then he screams at her and private he gives her a bunch of shit for it and then he throws her out he's like new personal best a little over a minute to get thrown out of his office Uh uh-huh which I was, I was like, man, now that I look at it as I'm older, I'm like, man, this is like a real kind of invasion of the yeah. First Amendment. This cop's <laughs> yeah. doing because he's so well, like <laughs> the scene has a really important part where while they're packing up and not looking down yeah. the hall, Danny is being booked. Yes. Like he's got cops walking him down the hall in cuffs. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene a little bit later that the chief of police has got his folder open. Yeah. And calls the boss at the news station and be like, hey, you got a son named Danny. They don't really do a lot with that at the time. Mm-hmm. But it comes out to he just leaned on the guy at yes, the news station the and was like, I will release your son from jail if you get rid of this investigation. Exactly. Which, uh, which okay. as I was younger, I didn't think about yeah, it. Yeah, that didn't occur to me until this watch yeah, through. Yeah, me uh-huh. too. I didn't think about it. It makes either. a lot more sense when he's like, you're fired or yeah. whatever. So, like, he fired her for an exchange for his son. So, it's like, yeah. they kind of established he wants what's best for his son. Uh-huh. But they never go back to the police chief being that corrupt. Yeah. yeah. And then after her boss comes, because always when the boss comes to her house that day, the whole condominium thing she had. Well, he, was tra- he was trying to tell her to take a break, and he's yeah. off the story. And when she didn't, uh-huh. he's like, well, you're fu-. like. You know, yeah, you gotta that makes do sense. Yeah. Right. He, he got another call from the police chief and then was yeah. like, okay, you're fired. Right. That's when he told her to do it because the police chief told her. And then when she went and did the story again after uh-huh. he told her not he to. He went and did an interview that's that when, day. Yeah. That's when he ended up getting a call. He was sitting there in the it's thing and right. got a call. We're a little bit ahead of ourselves. Yeah, so call, like, so, yeah. Well, I think it kind of is right past then where she's like releasing this story they told yeah. her not to. Yeah. And then you see the shredder throws a knife at a, a wall of TV screens. Right. Yeah, that's really, that's, that's a really weird moment. Like, fine. <laughs> Her and silence her. Right. So she gets attacked in a subway station, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, Raph is Raph is nearby again because he's stalking her, because trying to get her side. He, he got. He's she trying to get his for her. murder fork. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is a beautiful moment. The guy's like, "We have a message for you from the leader of the foot." Like, just opens his hand, and while she's confused, looking at, just bitch slaps, slaps her. Like, slaps yeah. That was beautiful. Uh-huh. It took me a while to realize what that meant when it's like, I got older. I was like, when I was younger. I was like, that's not a message. He just hit her. <laughs> it's more pantomime than anything. I, know. I was like, that's not a message. You're I was like, liar. Did, I, did I not see that like, message? You got like a key and peel mode. Like, Shredder said, bitch. <laughs> yes. But you said bitch, though. Yes. And she goes, don't worry. I'll fight you with this big so, yeah, fork. The, I don't know how this, to do anything. So, with. this foot ninja looks into the windows of her soul. Right. Uh-huh. Looks <laughs> down. <laughs> Raph shows up to, you know, gets his murder fork back because it's been knocked aside and like saves her, but she's already been knocked out. Yeah, she was knocked out. Yeah, she 
knocked out, yeah. So he fights off all these ninjas on the platform and then disappears with the train. Mm -hmm. Picks her up and just, for some reason, all these ninjas that lost track of him when the train went by didn't think to look down the tunnel like 20 feet. Mm -hmm. Except for one. Yeah, except for one that follows them. So they bring April back. All the turtles are excited because she's the hot lady from the news. Which is kind of like, are you insane? Yeah, which is it's a little creepy. Which is also weird because these turtles are hurting on this. Yeah, the reactions go from, are you crazy to, ooh, can we keep her? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is weird. And a little strange. And before we get to that part, too, we make it seem that the Ninja Turtles are good ninjas. That's how we kind of build them up. How does he not know he's getting followed? He does have a moment where he stops and looks. He He, catches it a little bit. He's just distracted. Yeah. But a good ninja would, you think he'd be like, oh, I think someone's following me. Let me kind of go a little bit more. Right. Or like hide into the roof for a second or something. Multiple things in this movie that I'm going to chalk that one up to he's a teenager and he's got other shit going on. Uh And he's carrying a lady. But he does other stuff stupid, too. So we have two things. It's a lot harder to be stealthy when you're carrying someone. So right Mm -hmm. now we have two instances of him being a bad ninja that we are saying it's because he's a teenager. Like, I need you to just pick up Malik and see how well you can hide. Well, I'm not a ninja. Once again, again, I didn't train for 15 years of my life. That's like me, y'all. Should we put a pause here so you can try it out? I feel like like you mentioned you spent eight years in karate to be a ninja turtle. But not 14, 15. But later on, there's going to be a part two where he gets snuck on by a bunch of ninjas and get his ass beat, Mm -hmm. which I'm probably sure we're going to say, oh, because he's working through some stuff. Yeah. So is he really good ninja then? That's what we're saying. No, we keep of course use, not. We keep no, using it. not keep... until they learn the. You're not until he learns the value of family. He's got to learn the last <laughs> secret and become true masters, and that happens in this movie. Quit jumping ahead of us. Also, doesn't everyone make a mistake occasionally at their job? We can't. Not ninjas. Ninjas yeah. cannot <laughs> make mistakes. <laughs> yeah, their ninja job. He makes three mistakes. How perfect. In one ninjas in have three to days. be perfect. Having a bad week. <laughs> Just saying, like we can't all. So, hey. <laughs> You know, she wakes up and has the the fun moment of like, "What the fuck? I'm surrounded by giant weird animals." Uh huh. Yeah. Right. They're talking now. Like now, just imagine if there were possums instead. Just imagine. Amazing. Possum. So many teeth. Possum. We got any more tacos? I use a rollerblade. <laughs> Get that sweet Taco Bell money. Mm. Oh, yeah. Taco Bell would jump on that shit. Hell yeah. They'd still jump on that shit. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in this, there's a callback because awesome. when yeah. she was <laughs> when she was exiting the news thing, she saw a rat. It was yeah, like, a, like an actual rat. And she's like, ah. But when she meets you know, in New York. Splinter, even though this is like, I don't know, a five foot tall rat or whatever, <laughs> she reacts the same like, way. I remember you. Yeah. Like, what kind of scream was that? Not a great one. <laughs> uh, that'd be the hysterical choking on your own tongue because what the fuck scream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Splinter has the look, bitch, calm down. <laughs> it's, nothing's going to make sense for a few minutes. Just here, relax and mm-hmm. I'll tell you the story of my people. Yes. Here, let me tell you my whole story, even though I've known you for 10 seconds. Sounds like he's rehearsed that a little bit, right? Yeah. Like, like he's, he's, waiting, he's for been waiting for the day that somebody's down here and <laughs> he's, he's like, I'm going to have to explain how they, this happened. They have Splinter's a one of those, he's one of those people <laughs> who just overshares as soon as you <laughs> yes. meet them. Who are you? Well, it started a long, long time ago. He learned his social graces from a guy who taught ninja moves to his pet rat. So uh-huh. <laughs> probably not the coolest guy ever. Yeah. <laughs> My only friend is this rat that somehow knows how to do karate. See, I they, can trust you, right, rat? Yeah. So they, they, go, they go through this. They have like the night of explaining what their deal is. 
And then the turtles <laughs> escort April home. Uh-huh. Right? Yep. And demonstrate that they can smell where they are in the city by the sewage, which is <laughs> disturbing. That's yeah, very weird. disturbing. I mean, they're in a New York sewer. Yeah. New York has a reputation for having a smell as it is. Yeah. And they live in the in sewer. The sewer. Yeah. I can only imagine stealth is like a problem for them. Because they carry that with them. Yeah, like visible stink lines. Oh, we know they have to stink. So yeah. they take her home. Mm-hmm. They, they chill in her apartment for a little bit. They have a good time doing really god-awful impressions. Just, oof. Yeah. some of those <laughs> impressions that people who are watching the movie would not know who the impressions are no. there, oh, yeah. there are people who died like 15 years before the movie even came mm-hmm. out you dirty rat <laughs> yeah when they go home and like you know the party's over and April has a moment to be like what the fuck was today yeah they get home and their place is just trashed uh-huh. because a ninja followed Raph home and now the entire foot clan knows where they live and Splinter's gone they kidnapped a rat yeah. which makes me wonder what made him say man there's a giant rat and turtles here. I need to tell my boss so he can go and steal the rat. Like, what was I that? mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, he did watch the turtle walk away with the reporter that's exposing their shit. So yeah. this turtle's involved. We don't know how. Uh-huh. And Shredder's probably, I kind of like dive into the, the mind of Shredder here because yeah. we watched a movie not too long ago <laughs> called Uchi, the Demon Slayer. Yeah. yeah. And the demons or goblins or whatever in that movie were giant rat looking creatures, right? That was good CG. Right. So I imagine him being from Japan has heard of these demons goblins oni whatever it's like oh a giant rat they creature do the movie that they travel to you know feudal japan or whatever uh-huh. everybody who sees one of the turtles is immediately kappa like, right yeah they're and definitely like, river demons and river demons kappa it look like exactly like the turtles and they're like oh they kidnap women is like this sort of story so they bring back this story of there's a giant turtle that took this woman and like right. of course shredder's gonna be like that's significant and oroku saki <laughs> being like okay i know this orphanage idea has not not worked out like I thought it would, but I'm finally going to be on the right side of history. I'm going to kill these fucking vampires in New York, <laughs> like Japanese mythology. Like I'm going to kill these things. This is going to be awesome. Well, then, but you know, really care because he takes them and he, he chains them to because uh, he, well, he he's trying to, to find out where the turtles him. are. He's trying yeah. to interrogate and find out where the turtles are. But like he's already interested in this. The reason he wants to find them is because well, we're not. I guess we're not there yet. But like this rat is vaguely disturbing because he actually has like, a five foot rat that somebody swears can talk. Uh-huh. It yeah. doesn't like he doesn't speak when he after he's captured, but I'm assuming the scout heard them uh-huh. yeah. partially mm-hmm. before reporting back because he seems to think this rat can speak and keeps trying to interrogate him. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of other nineties movies that are like, Oh, I found this thing that can talk, like a bullfrog, for example. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello, my baby. It was like, I'm gonna sell it to the circus and make a mint or whatever. Maybe he was that's classic Looney Tunes for y'all. I always know. just assumed that was Jeremiah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The bullfrog. Yeah. Yeah. Was a good friend of mine. You know, they immediately return to April and are like, Splinter's gone. Uh-huh. They don't know what to do. This is their guide, their guidepost in life. And it's just. They said, this is your fault. Yeah. That- so they just crash at her apartment. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> and you know like her boss shows up the next day this is the conversation where he's trying to get her to knock off the story and they get to have some solid comedy moments of four six foot tall turtles trying to hide from people in a, just a <laughs> like a flat apartment yeah and like the classic joke about oh no you can't hide under the bed there's someone already under the bed oh. oh there's one hiding in the shower and the guy goes to open the shower to grab a towel for her and she tries to stop him but the turtle's already gone why oh, the hell, yeah. what? I let her got me why the hell is there towels in her bathtub 
Don't worry, worry about, about it. Man. Okay. Alone. It's New York. <laughs> why I don't have he, any why room. Why is he so comfortable just diving into her tub? Say, why is he in her fucking bathroom, bro? Mm-hmm. His son sees one in a mirror under the table. And like when he turns to look at the table, it's like Mikey's gone mm-hmm. because they're ninjas, right? Yeah, that's what they do. They lead out of that. To the turtles are just crashing at her apartment, watching mm-hmm. TV, doing whatever. So she goes to do an interview and continues this story even after she's been told to back off of it. And in the meantime, Shredder's giving his speech. They have an intro to what I, I call the 90s version of Rock Candy Mountain, <laughs> where you just go into this abandoned subway terminal and this there's arcade machines all over the place. There's uh-huh. You can play whatever poker game. There's kids smoking everywhere. <laughs> there's a whole fucking skate park constructed right. in this room. Which I wrote in my notes. These kids could do whatever they want and they're smoking and they're doing all this stuff. Everyone's drinking Pepsi. Why is no one drinking alcohol? There's one kid that is. Yeah, yeah definitely. Sam Rockwell yep. is drinking a beer. Well, the Sam Rockwell isn't a kid. He's like 35. He looked 30. He looked old. He did not look <laughs> He looked older than he was. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, he, uh-huh. he looked old playing. He looked like he walked out of a Double Dragon game. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Yeah, but some of those arcade games I remember like Narc was in the background. Yep. And yeah. There's a great moment of like the kids they're leading in. Like they're talking about how anything you want to do, just do it. Anything you want, you've got it. And they're like, you've got cigarettes and this there's this rehearsed ass thing where the guy just reaches off camera and somebody hands him two cartons. He goes, menthol. He's like, regular or menthol? <laughs> and I'm just like, wait, so everyone who comes there is like, I want to smoke cigarettes, but no one's like, you got any rum or you got any crack? No, because if you're on rum or crack, you're not going to be able to do your I'm job just accurately. Displaced teenagers, that's man, also, not addicts. That's not crack only two girls down there. Yeah, only two. Yeah, and then one of the guys is like, I want to do whatever I want, so I want to just lay on top of this <laughs> video <laughs> game, just lay out oh, on top yeah. of this video game. I mean, my chilling. mind immediately uh, goes to the purge, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. After he hand, like hands the kid the carton of cigarettes he wants, he just takes the other one and just like slaps it into the gut of some kid playing an arcade game. Like, <laughs> here's like, all these. Right. I'm pretty sure if they had some crackheads or something stealing shit, they'd be like, well, I could just give this to the pawn shop and get $20 for some crack. I don't even need to give it to you. Yeah. I'm just saying, you don't have to necessarily be like, I'm. you would think that someone would have I feel kids, like they, they probably they filter want. that shit out. Oh, yeah. Because you need I mean, a it's discipline still, ninja force. You it's don't, still kind of for kids. Yeah. Like the movie, they're not going to be like, I well, you I don't guess want, you here's don't the crackheads you, in the organization. Any yeah, organization. They're not reliable. You don't want it. You know, somebody's like, ooh, there's little kids here? Yeah. You know, there'll be some weirdo like that there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's, we get to that part later when Casey Jones shows up. So, <laughs> probably the guy probably the guy who's laid out on top of this. Probably. Video so game. They, they move through that to like they show that there's a, the ninja training section with the slightly older kids mm-hmm. and that the weird bald guy teaches them and teaches them to be dirty assholes about it because like the one kid bows to him and he just kicks him in the face. Yeah. He's yeah. like, don't take your eye off the enemy. It is assumed that the kids are turning into the Foot Clan, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Like that, yeah. Some of them are Japanese based on accents. It but looks like you get older into yeah. the training program and then the reason Shredder gives a big speech, like they're gather everybody together for one of them to receive his mask and become a Foot Ninja. Yeah. So like he is marking these kids with his family seal or whatever uh-huh, yeah. and you know, they get their mask and become faceless. You know, just eyes and arms of the leader. But during this meeting, he mentions that they're going to be fighting some creature. These turtles. Mm-hmm. Danny speaks up because yeah. he's definitely seen one of those turtles. Uh-huh. And he's a piece of shit. Hey, man, I saw those turtles the other day. He needs positive recognition from a father figure. So you know, his dad only says, what's wrong? I give you all the stuff you want. And yeah, his dad's help. kind of a whiny bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because his dad never <laughs> gives him any positive reinforcement. His dad doesn't give him any any Walkmans. And yeah, no. Walkman. Uh-huh, right. Shredder mm-hmm. gave him a Walkman. Walkman. Okay. <laughs> and ability to sleep on top of I love you, Papa Shredder. <laughs> Papa Shredder probably could have bought my loyalty as a teenager, said, too. I love you, too. <laughs> he goes, oh, 
my dad doesn't let me sleep on the floor oh, like I want to. You let me do it. Uh, yeah. I love you, Daddy. Look, sometimes you've had a lot of tab and <laughs> you got to pass that on top of the arcade cabinet. I have <laughs> mutual feelings of respect for you as well. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Which is one of the like, one extra scene where he was playing catch with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. Put some depth there. They got baseball yes. mitts and shit. Have, have the kids throwing like, a football back and forth and they're like, hey, Papa Shredder, and like throw it to him and he catches it and punctures it yes. with his fucking claw hands. <laughs> Every Oh. You gotta have a moment where everybody's tense and like, oh no, and then when he's like, it's funny, we're we're family. Okay. <laughs> and then he's and like, you're not getting another one. And then the next, <laughs> scene, and the next scene, they're up, they're going down a hill, skipping, frolicking <laughs> 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 through the flowers. Yes. I try to play I red. Love you, Papa Shred. I try to play red. Oh, red. Oh, yes. I do not hate you either. <laughs> <laughs> we have established mutual respect tonight, children. Now this go, is the cornerstone of the <laughs> Now go sleep on top of that video game machine. Now go lay Jesus in your video Christ. games. It's warm. <laughs> it is warm. They all got a menthol. From there, it's, uh, <laughs> can we just we, steal some space heaters? Yeah, Fuck. No menthols before bed. <laughs> so we head back to the apartment. April comes home. They're excited about it. Leo and Raph have a fight. Leo wants to wait for more information. Raph wants to go find and fight somebody right now. Right. I agree with Raph. So He's they, all angry and shit. Yeah, they have a fight and Raph storms off to go be alone. And that's where we have Casey Jones is on a rooftop just watching people with binoculars mm-hmm. like a fucking creep because right. we've established that he's a fucking creep. Mm-hmm. And once again, Raph being the awesome ninja as he is in broad daylight. Has like on, 40 dudes sneak up behind him. Right. Right. Before that, he's on top of a building in New York that isn't really the highest. Kicks. That really doing, isn't the highest. Doing kicks and he's in broad daylight. And it, he should be happy it, that it's only... It's like anger karate. I know. It's like, yeah. it's like footloose. He should... <laughs> <laughs> he should only he should be happy that only Casey found him because any other person would have you know there's instead other of, people mm-hmm. who would have saw him instead of Footloose this is Kung Fu fighting yeah. and he's, he's like again Kung Fu Kung if, you Fu. Live, if you lived in Kick like Midtown New York you're not gonna be concerned about some rando in a costume on a rooftop it just it's not that uh, weird sorry it'd be ninjutsu ninjutsu <laughs> kick off your Sunday shit <laughs> Just dancing up on there. I was like, "What? You're a ninja? Why are you out? You're supposed to be in the shadows, and you out in the middle of broad daylight on top of roof. He's practicing. Practicing. He's working through some stuff, man. Give him a break. Discipline. (laughs) Those guys they do like shadow boxing, like going and jogging, and they get stopped at a light, and they just uh, punch him back and forth or whatever. Yeah. They're like, yeah. Someone comes up to me while I'm jogging. I'm gonna punch him like this. They also (laughs) are six foot turtles who are supposed to be hiding in ninjas and doing like. He's also brand new at being a Teenager, leave him alone, He's Pat. Jesus Christ. Well, I would do hand signs so while I'm standing at a stop imagine, sign. That's my imagine choice. what puberty is like if you're a turtle, though. You're having human puberty at the same time you're also a six foot fucking turtle. <laughs> it's a Shit hard knocks weird. life for us. <laughs> See? So this is now it's just number three where we are oh getting God. up his bad ninjing because he's a teenager. Bad ninja ing. Yep. And we're I'm about wor- to do number I'm four. about your kid becoming a teenager because you're gonna be so disappointed in everything they do. Oh yeah. Here's your <laughs> dragon toji and nunchucks. I'm very disappointed. You did not do your ninja to dance. If you're, done, if you're done picking on a teenager. Okay. Raph starts to be attacked and he's having a good time with it at first until he realized he's got that was it Ron White that has the I didn't know how many of them it was going to take to kick my ass, but I knew how many they were gonna use. <laughs> yeah. He's got the moment where he, the cockiness fades to oh shit. Yeah, that perfect line 
enough. How do you guys expect to beat me? Good answer. Twelve more dudes show up. Like, okay. Which makes you wonder: Did they just holding off on people before those other people showed up? They're teenagers. They got there late. Oh, okay. Yeah. They have a lot of sleeping on stuff. Those are the guys who had to wait for the next elevator. They said, "Finish your smoke breaks. Come on, we gotta go beat up a big turtle." So four times. Some of them smoke more, and they took them longer to get up the stairs. They had to go wake the guys up on top of the arcade. They were those. They were those guys that were running up the stairs. They're like, "Hang on, I need a minute." And they took out a cigarette. Well, that also brings me to the guy later on we're about to talk about when they had the other fight with the other turtles that he comes out of nowhere with a bunch of axes and hands about the people. Like, where the hell were you at? (laughs) It wasn't going to be that serious a fight yet. They had the axe Uh guy waiting in reserve. Hey, man, you got to sit out here. This is an organization. (laughs) Wait out here. If we start getting our boat, we want you to come in here and start hitting those axes. Hey, man, hey, man, we need you to run and get like. 70 axes really quick. <laughs> I don't know where you're going to get them. You try Home Depot, maybe Lowe's. Just bring us some axes. They're like, we're oh going to hold them off. Like, oh my God. Uh, He's at the 7 Eleven. He's going to be like, hey, guy, got any axes? Got any axes? He's like, no, what they, the they hell? get halfway up there. They get halfway I mean, up there. They're like, oh, damn. Doug, we left axes in the car. Can you go back there and get them? Yeah, Wait, yeah, I'll be right back. You left right back. in the taxi? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'll be right back. He goes down and gets them, and he's coming back, and he does the thing. He's like, whew, it's a lot of stairs, and he takes a smoke break. All he has his friends getting their asses whipped. They're like, ah, damn it. And then he's like, oh shit. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Oh, man. And the huge this dragon mo- puts it out and runs up the stairs. <laughs> this monkey's on my back. I get that head off. <laughs> hey, I was going to get those camel bucks. <laughs> oh, man. So no, during yeah. this attack, April comes home. They're talking to her and they kind of write themselves into a corner where all the turtles are like, nah, he'll be fine. He just goes away sometimes. It's whatever. <laughs> She's like, oh, let me show you the antique store, which is one of the things that takes me out of this movie. April is rich as hell. For sure. She's a, a prominent reporter, but we establish, you know, near the end of the movie that she's definitely not the highest paid mm-hmm. because she uses that as a negotiating thing later. But like when they take her back to her place before, it's at 11th and Bleecker, right? Mm-hmm. That is Midtown. That is cash money zone right okay that is expensive real estate she lives above an antique store which at first i thought maybe it's just like she got a deal on rent from whatever no she owns the antique store uh-huh it was her what? dad's yeah well she's taking like, down this tour she's like a business that loses money but yeah, she's like you know, no. i don't open it very often and it, isn't it silly to lose money on a business just because you miss your father yes it is <laughs> you know they're currently missing their father figure so they're like no that's great but it's like <laughs> no that's bad business she, uh-huh. she basically doesn't sell anything out of this store she owns the this whole building mm-hmm. <laughs> very much and you know for reasons we're about to get to she also has a farm upstate somewhere uh-huh. i wonder what else her dad was selling out of the antique store right yeah like that is not just vases oh, and like know, furniture you know she implies that, that she store. grew up on that farm yes <laughs> so like she grew up on a farm but her dad owns prime real estate in downtown new york <laughs> <laughs> where he runs random junk business. Mm-hmm. Like, no, there's no way. <laughs> so basically her dad was mobbed up. Well, probably, you know, yeah. You know Hard. Runs a, a trash collecting service or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. he's got a whole you section. You better pay him back or he's you're going to be the trash. His junk store dedicated to rugs thick enough to soak up the blood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ever had a good night's sleep? Try sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> <laughs> O'Neill's Oteeks. Because they're dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. 
It's better than an arcade machine. <laughs> and she's got like an unusually antagonistic relationship with the police. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Well, that does make sense. It doesn't care that she's getting yelled yeah. at by the chief of police. I, see, I didn't mm-hmm. think about it because I was like, piece she's, of Chalif. She's protected. Piece of Chalif. Yeah, I keep saying that. But yeah. So they're having this fight and they wrote themselves into a corner where they can't have their turtles rush to Raph's rescue. So they have the ninjas literally throw him through a skylight to the other turtles uh-huh. with no reason to do that. No, nope. <laughs> other than it was cool so to that they can at. take the fight yeah. to everyone else. I thought it was supposed to be that thing where, like, you see what we'll do. Ah, so they're raising the stakes. Maybe. Like a yeah, screenwriter like, would do. You stay out of our business or else this will happen to well, all but they, the turtles. But they kept attacking. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we'll throw you through a like, uh, window. As a screenwriting perspective, not that they were threatening them with more violence or whatever. Like, as yeah. the person writing a script, it makes sense to raise the stakes. Or we just want them to fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, just like, true. we need to get from here to there, throw them through a window. Mm-hmm. So they continue this fight after several quips. Turtles are doing great, but it's just more and more dudes. And then they bring in the axe guy. I guess he finally got up the he stairs. He finally got up the stairs. Yep. He made it. <laughs> they at were pissed point, off at Doug about that. You know, they're point. like, okay, we're definitely like, we could really use Raph right now because he's already got the shit kicked out of him and is unconscious somewhere. Yeah. Before the fight even happens, there's a, a stupid, unnecessary nunchuck off. Between oh, them. yeah. Between yeah. Them. Oh, fellow stopped. trucker. Yeah. 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 And I'm just like, if I was in that foot clan while they're doing all that crap, I'm like, let's just fucking fight these guys. Like, yeah. what? See, <laughs> see everyone they call stops. that guy, that foot clan member's name is Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> the just, cheesy one. And my, I there. think it's just the the people who are like impractical and crazy enough to use nunchucks, like have an obsession with doing it at other mm-hmm. chuckers. Can you do it like this? No. And, okay, okay, you real do it like this. The guy in the foot clan is actually a little better. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's better. Than, he's yeah. The only reason why Mike wins is because of the music. They give oh, the guy, yeah. uh, 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 they give him that while Mike is like, all these sick ass guitar I know. And then he does this nice thing and he goes, oh, what are you going to do? I know because apparently they practice this that if Michelangelo gets in a nunchuck battle, that Donatello is supposed to jump over him and kick the guy in the face. Kick the guy in the face because that was practice. You know, they didn't say. I imagine, though, given their personalities, they probably prepare for that shit more than genuine battle conditions. They probably did. Guys, they're teenagers. Yeah, the whole thing when Mike gets on the ground and they spin him around like a top. Uh-huh. How the fuck? Right. Why would you even think Do you that? Do you guys have from 300 like- where he kneels down and they throw that spear at yeah. Xerxes? Yeah. yeah. It kind of reminded me of that where he's just like he kneels down for a second and like jumping. I can see that more kickism. than what they're doing. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, that, that seems like something Spartans something would do. something where they like link arms and legs and roll together as a big ball Yeah, with a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. That's that's like like they totally the thing about that is that it stuff. distracted them enough for one of them to jump out and then kick some guys in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which you're like, okay, that's cool. And then they're like are fighting them and they're like, hey, don't beat everyone up. These guys might know where Splinter's at because we're so good at fighting. We can punch people in the face, stop, talk to each other, have a conversation. Oh, yeah. The numbers keep ramping up. The weapons ramp up. They start losing. Casey Jones bursts in just to be all like, mm-hmm. that unconscious turtle is my friend because we fought once and I left him uh-huh. in a trash can. We exchanged banter that was meaningful to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll remember this for the rest of it's my the life. Positive social uh-huh. interaction he's had in months. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> it's too jumping out of tree. <laughs> Still wearing the same pair of pants. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you wear jeans a lot of times. Yeah, so you can wear a pair of jeans, you can wear them forever, right? Yeah. Right. But he's been Did in a sewer at this point, right? Well, yeah. Looking at him, do you really think that he... I don't know. He, he probably has, like, visible stink lines, yeah, too, you really right? Think he, takes, he takes a shower. That's probably why they, they hang out Casey. with turtles. They're not going to Casey, where'd him. you come from? Yeah. I also came from the sewers. Was it, the, the dog from the labyrinth or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Stink of the... Stinko the dog. Yeah, or else, or the, uh, 
god. Yeah, that dog. He's like, oh, yeah. I don't smell nothing. You know, because you know, Casey's just sitting. No, how does he even afford a house? He don't have no job. What implies to you he has a house? He was on top of that. Yeah, you know, you're right. He, he just stalks in yeah. the park and hangs out on top yeah. of buildings. He's right. He lives on the building. That's why if you don't stay wide out, he's a tent back there. He probably has one of those ninja costumes and just is sleeping on the arcade in the background. <laughs> So somewhere in there, they trick a guy to missing with an axe and he hits the brutally substandard wiring of this building. Uh-huh. And sparks <laughs> and everywhere. dies, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's a, there's a really fun moment where like you see the sparks hit like dry paper and that catches. Uh-huh. And then those flames go along the floor really clearly like on gasoline or something. Right. Like yeah. it's really obviously hitting an accelerant. As if to yeah. say April was like, you know, the insurance money seems yeah. like it. <laughs> Like, I do miss my dad. This but. might be yeah. worth. I, I could get a better antique store. Like maybe just the money go to was Maui running out. And she just wanted to take somebody on a tour of the store before she burned it. Yeah, right. Yeah, nostalgia. Like property taxes are getting kind of high. Mm-hmm. Yep. I do live in New York. So there's <laughs> mysteriously a secret trap door that has a basement staircase in it in this shop for some reason. Sure. Why not? So we got to you know fight to defend that. We drag Raft down there. You know, get everybody out. Casey Jones decides he's going to cover the exit because he uh-huh. can take all these dudes alone in a burning building. <laughs> yeah, as you do. Yeah. Right. They've reached the part of the plot where they need to leave this area and they need a reason for April not to go to work in this time frame and also to step up the weird police chief is pressuring the media uh-huh. thing. Yep. So her answering machine falls down from the apartment above hanging by the phone cord in time <laughs> to record her boss's message that she's fired. Mm-hmm. Or even better, especially the fact that there's no power in the building since the guy well, shot yeah. the... <laughs> there's power in phone lines. Okay. But... But like, Not in answering machines, though. <laughs> it dangles down long enough for that to, while the phone cord it's hanging by is on fire. Oh, right. <laughs> yes. Long enough for him to hear that and be like, that was plot relevant. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And for some I reason, the Foot Clan that chopped their way through one floor of the building with their big ass axes cannot follow through like a single false panel secret door. Nope. So the cops show up and they're just like, Ninja Vanish. Bye. Uh-huh. What kind of bullshit boss is going to fire you on your, on your answer machine? Like, uh, that guy. That fucking uh-huh. imp right there. Like we're assuming because she's so fiery or whatever that she's going to call back and yell at him, right? Right. He doesn't want that confrontation. It's a bartering yeah, thing, but, not an actual know, firing. Yeah, but you, he said you're fired. You think he will fire her at the station so that if something nah. happens, he can... Uh, nah. nah he's kinda, I, I, he honestly, seems I like that he'd rather fire dick. her quietly without anyone else knowing about it so mm-hmm. that if it blows over, he can just rehire her and pretend it never happened. Right, yeah. Hey, well, you did such a good job because on that, that last story that I told you to work on. weasel. Uh-huh. <laughs> So where house burns down, she disappears. Is everyone assuming she's dead? You'd think. Yeah. Because she's not there when the police, the fire department show up. Did uh-huh. they establish that she has friends? Nope. No. Nope. Nope. She doesn't. So, she doesn't appear to have any social ties with these turtles. Yeah, right. So and now like, she's boss. fired. She's so there's rich, no reason for her to no report friends. to anyone at work. Yeah. She uh-huh. doesn't have any friends that are established. Her dad is dead. She doesn't have any other family. Uh-huh. I mean, maybe she's dead, but maybe nobody Okay. Nobody cares. cares. <laughs> nobody gives a shit. that a little further. Okay. So her boss would find out that her apartment burned down because he's a news guy, right? Mm-hmm. He fired her and then her apartment burned the same day. Like her whole store and apartment just burned all the way down. Do we get to frame her boss for arson then? Well, okay, no. He finds this out right after he's trying to escalate because the police chief is breathing down his neck to kill this story no matter yes. what. Uh-huh. April, you're bum, fired. Bum, bum. So like, is does he now think the police chief killed her to silence her? <laughs> Maybe. God, I, I didn't would. think about that, yeah. I mean, do we think it would does be that a- become the next <laughs> Jesus, story? I didn't know you were getting this serious. <laughs> that you just wanted us to make her stop. 
they just go off into the mountains or the farm yep. or whatever. So they, they go, go off to the family her, farm. Her third property. In Vermont. Yeah. Oh, is it Vermont? No, they didn't oh. actually say that, but it's, it's, it's upstate, which is right. every part of New York that's not New York City. Uh-huh. Yeah. It could be like 10 minutes away. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Or like the other side of Buffalo. It's whatever. It's mm-hmm. upstate somewhere. And they just do their little, we're on a farm. And then she automatically starts narrating. Like, okay. Yeah, so like she goes into weird reminiscence mode about she's back at the farm and it's like it's home still. She remembers Mm -hmm. growing up here. What is your life exactly? Yeah. But Raph is still unconscious and he's in in a really bad shape. So they do the best thing they can for him medically, which is put him in a bathtub with a little bit of water. (laughs) Yeah. No, Mm -hmm. not put him. They threw him into a bathtub because he just ended up with Raph's body hanging out. Uh huh. And like a little bit. So they they dump him into a clawfoot tub and put a little bit of water in it for him. Mm -hmm. As you do. You know, he's a a turtle. That's right. That's how you recoup as a turtle. Occasionally she comes in and just sponges water on top of him uh-huh. to make sure he's damp. Still unconscious, I believe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was out for days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not good for you. Yeah. They, you, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's a thing that happens a lot in 90s shows, though, is that you get hit on the head and then you're unconscious for like a... It's usually like a you just virtually die. Hours, though. Yeah. You just virtually die. And like... You get up you and go, just, ugh. Yeah, and then you're fine. That but like, if you it. suspect he has a life-threatening concussion, do you take him to a vet? What? Like, what's the... <laughs> that, yeah, uh, but like, yeah. it's just a thing that I remember a lot. And yeah. now as an adult, I'm like, no, if somebody loses consciousness... You seek some it's kind probably, of medical it's internal bleeding or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like one blow to the head doesn't usually knock somebody out like that. Yeah, yeah but even I mean, like you he watch like take a lot of blows in a lot of places. Yes, that's I'm surprised fair. he didn't have amnesia. Honestly, but that yeah. weird thing yeah. of like they they're just knocked out for a while and then then they're all right when they wake yeah, up. He was that's out not for, how that works. He was out for like. Yeah, you said a couple of days, so his probably like brain swelling and shit. Yeah, there's like oh whatever, and then April we also forget that April becomes clairvoyant. They kept him damp; it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it, that's it, just like a visual thing. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but she was narrating as so what was going on. In addition to being the crack journalist and a sometime antique dealer, mob connected and from the farm, she's also <laughs> an artist. Yeah, she's like a does, courtroom like, sketch artist. Yeah, yeah she's like almost professional like, level. It actually artist. does look pretty courtroom sketchy. Yeah. yeah. And the way she labels it and stuff too is very mm-hmm. reminiscent. So like, she whips out her like fifth train hobby. We find out that Casey Jones used to be a professional hockey player and he's a mechanic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And a chef. Not only that, but he does all of his prep with one of Leonardo's swords. Yeah. Like he's just, Dirty. he's just like, because it's cool. He's Dirty just straight sword. up even chopping carrots yeah. with a goddamn sword. Is this mm-hmm. what, how somebody got to Fruit Ninja? They were like, yeah. this is just, I'm going to make a video nah, based on Casey so, Jones. Nah, there's, actually, get there's actually a really <laughs> dumb traditional story, like samurai training thing where you stand under a waterfall, but they release melons down it and oh. you have to cut them as they come down at you. That's oh. a thing? Yeah. Huh. Go figure. More you know. I mean, I don't know if it's a thing they really did or if it's just a legend or the intro to fruit ninja <laughs> it's definitely older than that that's okay. why shredder's so mad he can never cut the watermelons they just got hit there's a lot the of there's a lot of uh anime precedent from so before then he fruit basically ninja. just becomes like, miss hannigan but <laughs> no, it just made him so mad that now he doesn't like, do anything like, he's just always like, pissed damn you honeydew like, no, like, that's, like, it. He goes, no, that's it and he starts stealing tvs and you know what and these VCRs. watermelons and honeydew and just melons made me so upset that i want that guy's car radio <laughs> that I want a place where kids can just lay on top of video games. <laughs> they need a 
to lay on that on that cabinet of sunset right it's sort of weird that he went to a petty theft empire because he started his time in new york with a double murder right <laughs> maybe he's like that's gonna get too much attention petty yeah. theft that's how that, i can live a life of crime that, and not get caught that, that is the you think he showed up committed double homicide and then just hung out on the streets as a homeless and person pickpocketing like, people for like he's just in, years. in new york now is like well this is where i'm gonna build my life i'm not going home fuck it yeah. and no one would give him an apartment hey. so he's just like damn it hey they got good pizza they got pizza in new york he's like oh they have really no pizza in japan no 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 in here they do have pizza in japan <laughs> i know but it was introduced by ninja turtles in the 1600s i don't know if you <laughs> yes know about that jeez so, uh, the make... worst of the church i will fight you so if, if they're from new york why do they make deep dish pizza i don't fucking know man. <laughs> i assume that's a domino's this is the thing. least far-fetched part of this I know, that's a... oh goodness that was the least far-fetched part of the third movie To be continued. One more time. Join us next time for the conclusion of our nostalgic chat about the Turtles. BSR is recorded in a socially distanced quasi-studio because, even though Delta and Omicron variants sound like a thing that the Turtles should be fighting, it's something we all have to deal with. All voices and mixing are done by us. All rights reserved. The music is performed by us with help of drum loops because our music guy has limited rhythm. True story. Contact the show on social media or our website if you have comments or questions. Subscribe and comment if you can so the algorithm tells more people about us. Or just tell your friends. That's cool too. And as always, thanks for listening. We appreciate it.